what's up baby daddy family how are you guys doing hope that you guys are doing great this is your boy fred the alchemist you are listening to baby daddy essay podcast if this is your first time i hope that you're going to enjoy this episode and don't forget to also jump to other episodes that we have on our podcast today i have dr Mbangase. We've been actually talking about emotional intelligence and one of the topics that have recently popped up was emotional capacity. And today he's going to be sharing with us some of the things that he understands about emotional capacity and some of the things that you can do today, starting from today, to actually measure and grow your emotional capacity. And I can tell you guys that, that this is one of the informative episodes like looking at this month i can say that this is also one of those reflective episodes that you usually need to have and it allows you to have that reflective moment with yourself sit down and look at your emotional capacity look at are you able to manage your emotions are you using your emotions to the wrong people or you know for the wrong passions uh, for and for many things, I, I don't want to spoil it by saying exactly what's happening in the episode. But yeah, guys, I hope that you guys are going to enjoy it. And if you happen to enjoy it that much, don't forget to share with your loved ones because sharing is caring. So stay tuned. As we've been looking at the subject of the emotional plane of our existence. One of the key topics as we were looking at emotional intelligence is specifically the topic on emotional capacity. So how do we define emotional capacity? Emotional capacity is basically the ability of a person to handle adversity, to handle failure, to handle criticism, to handle change, and to handle pressure in a positive way. So all of these things, they do arise in our lives, but the reality is that a lot of us are not able to handle this in a positive way, meaning we are A lot of us are emotionally weak, which basically affects or will affect the way we engage with life. Further to that, you see that a lot of people honestly are not aware of who they really are. They will have this conception of saying, I'm like this person, where everybody knows that this individual is actually not like that and also many people even when they talk with you they don't really want to resolve their problem they just want someone to listen to them talk and some people are not emotionally strong and the result of it they don't really cope with life's difficulties that arise from these elements that I mentioned like adversity, failure, criticism, change and pressure and all of these things they basically are inevitable 
we will all face these things so how do people who have a high emotional capacity or who are emotionally strong deal with this challenge there is a number of factors that they can use that I'll just mention here the first one is that the fact that emotionally strong people are proactive in dealing with their emotions so basically what that means is that they take an active approach to their emotions so they don't adopt with this is just how i feel i can't help it these people have the type of psychology that says i am never a victim over my own emotion and uh, such a mindset is best typified uh, typified by the author and speaker Ogmendino when he wrote this it said if i feel depressed i will sing if i feel sad i will laugh if i feel ill i will double my labor if i feel fear i will plunge ahead if i feel inferior i will wear new garments if i feel uncertain i will raise my voice if i feel poverty i will think of wealth to come if i feel incompetent i will remember my past success if i feel insignificant i will remember my goals today i will be the master of my emotions so this is basically that idea that emotions what we do are precursors to or off emotions so that's the first thing that you you, you identify with people who have high emotional capacity or emotional strength the second practice of people with emotional strength they do not waste time feeling sorry for themselves so that whole notion when someone the world is against me they they don't so this is actually typified by one beautiful story about the woman who was complaining to her best friend saying the whole world is against me a friend tried to comfort her and said that's not true the whole world isn't against you she replied they don't even know you yet that sounds a bit mean but honestly that is the truth so part of being emotionally strong is actually yeah not playing the whole victim card with everything like how Erin Grayton says said one mark of resilience is learning to take to tell which pain deserves your attention so part of being emotionally strong is the fact that you can't be reacting to everything that happens and to everyone that you have conflict with you choose carefully the things that are high importance that you actually engage in and certain thoughts that you actually ponder the third thing is 
practice is emotionally strong people don't allow others to control their relationships this is a big 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 thing especially in today's society especially amongst men that I've seen John Elmer Thomas put in a very powerful quote when he said this he said the weaker person usually controls the relationship I repeat he said the weaker person usually control the relationship and he went on to explain that emotionally strong people usually have the ability to adjust to difficult relationship while the weaker person can't and won't and what happens is that even the individual that is stronger in the relationship when they don't understand the relationship dynamic they can be manipulated in the relationship and being controlled by the weaker person's habits emotional habits so if they crying the stronger person will always trying to be that rock and whatever and hence when that relationship or whatever or they finally realize uh, the context or the dynamics of the relationship they will feel anger or deep regret so a emotional strong person needs or often does understand the relational dynamics of the type of relationship they are in so that they can decide whether to stay or whether to move away from that relationship the fourth practice is that emotionally strong people do not waste energy on things they can't control the fact is in life the certain things that are in your hands to control and the certain things that are not in your hands example how a person feels about you you definitely not in control of that and also these various circumstances that they come to you that are way beyond your control so these are things that we have to actually learn about ourselves to allow to not allow our surroundings to control our spirits to not allow people who devalue us to determine our value so these are some of good practice we even you must understand the difference between a fact of life and a problem a fact of life is something that you can't control or fix but a problem is something that you can fix so the type of mindset that comes with such individuals that concerning attitude you understand that only i will determine how i think and feel concerning time you'll understand that only i will determine how i spend time and who i spend time with in terms of your priorities you understand that only i can determine what is important in my life and how much time i'll give to these essentials concerning passion only i will identify what i love and what i am created to do in terms of potential you understand that only i can determine how i commit myself to grow in terms of calling only i will answer to god someday for my purpose so it's that 
idea of taking responsibility for yourself and not allowing your surroundings and people to determine how you orientate yourself in life and trying to control everything that is outside of yourself because the only thing we have control of is ourselves. Number three is that emotionally strong people do not keep making the same mistakes. One of the biggest lies that we've heard is that the fact that uh, when a person talks about the experiences that they had and they're saying that they, yeah, they have information about something. But the reality is that we all know people who've committed the same mistakes over and over again. Because experience is not the best teacher. Evaluated experience is. Because only through reflection do we turn our experiences to insight. So even good practices to make sure that we stay in the places to review ourselves. To actually see what mistakes did I make today so that I don't continue to make them tomorrow. To spend the time to yourself, to talk to yourself so you can have direct yourself and actually take actions to rectify some of the mistakes that you made yesterday so that the famous quote that a person does a mistake once yeah that happens but if they repeat it it becomes a decision so you make sure as an individual emotionally strong that you evaluate yourself not in a self critical super self-critical way but in a way in order for you to do better and to be better. Another element of emotionally strong people is that they don't allow highs and lows to control themselves. So that's one of the biggest temptations, that when you're on highs, we can go on this high for a long time. So a good practice to actually do is have a 24-hour rule. If something great has happened, I will celebrate it for the 24 hours. Then from tomorrow, I'll move forward. If something bad has happened, I will deal with that and embrace it. But then I will carry on. And all of this done is done obviously uh, within the beautiful concept called uh, emotional agility. Basically that accept your feelings. Don't mind if whether they're good or bad. Just accept them. But act on your values. Then the final practice of people who are emotionally strong is that they understand, appreciate, and grow through their struggles. That's a reality. We all struggle. And emotionally strong people expect difficulties and learn to appreciate the growth that they bring. They're not necessarily masochists that are seeking struggle and seeking pain, but they understand reality, the fact that we'll all face struggles. So now that changes their perspective where they know they'll face it, but they know that they will grow from the struggles. Obviously, there has to be an intentionality to do that. So it comes to the understanding that without resilience, the first failure is also the last because it's final.
but with resilience you know that i can only get better and better and better from everything that i encounter whether good or bad steve jobs actually said something very powerful about this concept of uh, not being just cohuted by the notion of highs and lows he said erase the board of your achievements and allow yourself to be a beginner again so the questions that I can leave surrounding the idea of emotional capacities are these three number 1 a question that you can ask yourself in the past have you considered yourself to be emotionally strong or emotionally weak person and why number 2 Which of the seven practices of emotionally strong people are you best at doing? Then the third and final question, which of the seven practices of emotionally strong people is most difficult for you and why? What could you do to improve in that area?